Hey guys, big news. Major League Baseball is finally back. Yes! As the new season gets underway, the Ringer Podcast Network has baseball fans covered with a Ringer MLB show playing exclusively on the TuneIn app for the month of April. On top of that, the Ringer Podcast Network has partnered with TuneIn to give baseball fans a free 60-day trial of TuneIn Premium to listen to every live home call from every MLB game around the league. Catch the Ringer MLB show only on TuneIn during April and with your premium subscription, listen to live MLB games on TuneIn. Just Go to tunein.com slash ringer and subscribe. Download the TuneIn app and start listening today. TuneIn, your everything audio app and the home for the Ringer MLB show for the month of April. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. We're in the throes of a Jenny Slate press cycle. It's a Jam Session holiday. This It's really incredible. We it's, have so, we have like several weeks worth of content. I don't even know the name of the movie. What's the name of the movie they're oh, in? I'd love to tell you about it. It's Gifted. Gifted, right. It's about how to raise a gifted child. Right, 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 right. Who are the parents again? Well, I think the parents are out of the picture. Oh, okay. Um, I think the mother has died and so I've only seen the trailer I want to be very clear could be getting some things wrong okay um, the mother has died and Chris Evans is the uncle who right. is raising the gifted child right and Jenny Slate is the teacher who notices that she's gifted and then the evil mother-in-law jumps back into the picture or maybe it's the mother I'm not clear on her relationship like, to Chris Evans toughest break Chris Evans having to play an uncle who steps in after following on the heels of um, Manchester by the Sea Oh, yeah. Tough. Very yeah. tough. Can't possibly be as good. No offense, Chris Evans. That's true. That may be a happier outcome. Sure. But what's the fun in that? I guess that's true. I like, I like the pain of Manchester by the Sea. Um, anyway, <laughs> so we've gotten a lot of Jenny Slate interviews mm-hmm. and a few Chris Evans ones as well. Yes. And some red carpet photos. The red carpet photos are just extraordinary. First of all, she was wearing a phenomenal dress the premiere. It was like a strapless number, which I generally don't support. And but it was like floral. She just looked really good. I don't I think, know. She's she's stepping it up. I think she's looked great all pressed to her as because I've been following her Instagram as a mm. way to keep tabs on how she's responding mm. to the uh, conversation around her. But she lives I, in my neighborhood. She does. Yeah, she lives in Silver Lake. Per the realtor. Oh yeah, that's true. Article. Right. So should we start there? <laughs> sure. Should we start at the beginning? So yeah. the press tour started. It's a couple weeks ago now. This article came out on March twenty first in New York Magazine, written by by Jada and. It is a very in-depth interview with Jenny Slate. Like it an really intensely is. in-depth interview with Jenny Slate, and Jenny Slate just has like no filter. I liked her a lot more after reading it. Yeah, I mean, this. So that's not that I ever disliked her, but I'm now I'm like, yes, I'm in. It's very honest. Mm-hmm. She seems uh, very genuine. She's clearly working through a lot of things and is very open about that. And I like I admire that. You can tell that it's not rehearsed and it's not fake. Yes. Um. I did wonder whether, in reading it, she might have not wanted to do like quite as much about her breakup. Sure, it was like all breakup basically. Like you learned other stuff, but first of all, it was about both breakups. You got some insight into both her divorce, yes, and her Chris Evans breakup, yes. The, in, in some ways, I was more interested in the divorce details because it just feels like the Chris Evans thing was like kind of like a dream, like it was like a classic rebound. Exactly. So I've had a lot of conversations since this. We'll come back to that okay. about how we want to classify that relationship. We can be our first DTR. We can have two sure. DTRs. Great. Um, yes. Yeah, so she talks about, she kind of gives us some details on the divorce, which it does seem like that was kind of falling apart mm-hmm. before she wound up on the set of Gifted. Mm-hmm. So like maybe Chris Evans was like the accelerant. Yes. I think they were separated already when she ended right. up at Gift, on Gifted, which is nice because that means that it's not like anyone cheated on anyone. Yeah. 
which I'm always happy about. Um, and so the descriptions that Jenny Slate gives of the relationship. Just give us a couple quotes, Amanda. Yeah, I'd love to. Okay. Read aloud. Chris is a different speed than me. I think he really did just jump out of a plane for an interview. And so when he was like, game nights, I was like, this is annoying. This guy's like a sports guy. He's the kid that likes P.E. Okay, first of all, just like game nights is an incredible detail. Anyway, but I have thought on that. Yeah, go ahead. Game nights are what really famous people do, because if they leave the house, they get mobbed. Yeah, which she talks about. Yeah. She says that one of the things that she couldn't really wrap her head around was the fact that they couldn't even go outside, and that even people would come up to her in CVS and be like, your boyfriend's really hot, and yeah. she was just kind of not used to that level of exposure. Being in the in Disney movies are no joke. Like, Did you watch the after the Inside the Episode for Girls this week? I did not. Lena and Jenny talk about... Um, what it's like for little kids to go up to Adam Driver now, like with their lightsabers. <laughs> when they're like, Yeah, it's just Adam. And I just think that like once you're inside the machine of Star Wars or the or the Avengers, like it's just that your life is just completely different. It's like being president. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And especially for someone like Chris Evans who Cult fame beforehand. Yes, but like everyone knows him as Captain America. Yeah. Like you know, Jenny Slate was dating Captain America, which again, respect. But um okay, the next one. I first really liked Chris as a person because he is so unpretentious. He is a straight-up 35-year-old man who wants to play games. That's it. I was like, I'd better not discount this because this is purity. Listen, that is an incredibly generous <laughs> spin. I don't even... I think she means it sincerely. I think yeah, she's she like, does. this is a man who... Like, this is a pure man who loves to play games. And, like, I'd never encountered that. And that was beautiful. And I honestly do think that's true. I think that he was just, like, a rare being that she encountered and was sort of taken by. But, like, if you want to read the other version of that, which is just, like, Chris Evans is a dodo sure. who like, only, like, plays games because he doesn't know how to be a grown-up, uh, it's incredible. I think this... The game playing is a real LA phenomenon. Okay. I just... I like I, I know some other adult people sure. who like to play games, right. I mean, like myself included. Right. Like love love a good game of uh, categories or whatever. Do you do game nights? Um, like occasionally, not in a while, but I don't think it's like that crazy. I just think that I think so. She's she lived in Brooklyn. She's from the East Coast. She like didn't really like fully live in LA until recently. Yes, LA is a weird like sneaky unfun place, and so people like they play games. Like I think that, like if you've been in LA for a long time, it's not that weird. I I, I know that there's like kind of like a weird celebrity circle of game nights and I just think to her it's like so foreign it's sort of like going I was recently in London and Mm -hmm. they call band-aids plasters and I was like oh my god that's so cute that's so funny I can't believe it but it's just like well I'm just not from here so I don't get it yeah, I feel like I am the Jenny Slate in this conversation. Right. I'm just like, I'm not from here and I don't get it. And like not to listen, I have I enjoy the occasional game of Trivial sure. Pursuit or Uno. Trivial Pursuit takes hours. Hours. Yeah, that's true. I don't I can't remember the last time I made it all the way through the game. But we also I have at home I have like the eighties version of Trivial Pursuit. Oh, fun. And I like moved this across the country. Like this has been sure. with me for years. Um, we lost all the puzzle pieces, so I just like kind of draw pieces of the pie to move around. Nice. It's really budget, and also, you know, the entire world has changed three times over, especially in the geography category. Oh my god! Since but USSR kind of, style, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like nice. you have to be like, okay, so this was written in 1965. So, but I do still like it. I like an Uno. Sure, I love a good game of Celebrity on I vacation. Think, I think that also just like for like NBA players play a lot of cards, including Uno, mm. and it's like it's just like a thing when you live a rarefied life you have to entertain yourself it's like being on a, on a reality show too they're not exposed to anything in the outside world and I, I get I mean obviously 
like I agree with many things or <laughs> I, I, I share your glee, I should say, but I also think that Jenny Slate just she's new she's new to the LA celebrity game. Yeah, which is I think a, a great summary of what happened to this relationship. Yes. <laughs> which we'll come back to. But anyway, can I go on to the next one? Yes, please do. Okay. Chris is truly one of the kindest people I've ever met to the point where sometimes I would look at him and would kind of break my heart, which is like nice and also makes me feel really bad about everyone she ever dated and also reiterates that the men in New York are garbage. (laughs) Like you are all piles of garbage. But um, she continues. He's really vulnerable and he's really straightforward. He's like primary colors, <laughs> which I just again, it's amazing met, description. It's I mean, she's gifted, she's clearly a writer and a performer, like yeah. we know this from her comedy. Like all respect to Jenny Slate. It's just what a what an extraordinary um way to uh Suggest that perhaps there's an intelligence disparity. That's not what she means to do, but it's like you can't not read that. Totally. It's just like I imagine Chris, like Chris Evans in a preschool room with like a bunch of tiny children and they're all like putting their blocks together. And then what was his retort to that? He said something to the effect of like, yeah, well, I, it's not even a retort because, again, they've both just – he gave an interview to people and it was equally loving. They've clearly decided to just go the this is nothing but love uh-huh. post-breakup route, which I respect. Uh, so here's what he said. I've never, ever, ever met someone in my life who has a mastery of the English language the way she does. <laughs> She'll give you one sentence and there is no fat to it. You're like – you just chose such an unbelievable collection of words that beautifully articulate what you say. It's like an art form talking with her because the visuals associated with her expression are just so colorful. Okay, number one, we just said that. So like we agree with Chris Evans and 100%. I should not be throwing stones here. But number two, it's just the way that they keep dancing around. I don't even want it. Let's not do it in terms of smart and dumb. Because Chris Evans is learning about the world, and he like that—that's actually a well-spoken yeah. collection of words. But just kind of the intellectualism, it might the, not the, the be intelligence, the but it's intellectual. Exactly, the way that they enter the world and yes. kind of perceive the world is very different. Totally, and they are finding amazing ways to communicate that on a regular basis. I mean, my lasting impression of him, like the most vivid. Chris Evans is the one from the Edith Zimmerman GQ profile. Yes. And so, like, everything she's saying, like, matches that as well. Yeah. He's just, like, he's just down for whatever. He wants to have fun. No malice. But he's just, like, he just, you know, just a guy out in the world having fun and loving being a celebrity. Yeah, here's my take on this relationship. Okay. Jenny Slate had never had truly extraordinary sex before. And Chris Evans had never been in a relationship where he had to use his brain before. (laughs) And they found each other. And they were just like, holy shit, this is what's possible in a romantic relationship. And they explored that to its natural conclusion. And they're grateful for the experience. And now they're moving on. Now it's over. That's a wrap. I think it makes sense also because she got married so young, right? So she... Exactly. I I don't want to cast aspersions. No, but... Listen. Maybe it was good, but just only one partner or whatever. It was a new type of... Yes, exactly. It's it's Captain America sex. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. I I don't want to shame anyone else's sexual experiences. It's just... It's Captain America sex. That's where we are. He's also just like... He yeah he's just he's Captain America he yeah. he looks like um it's very sim- I feel like it's very similar to I just watched this movie yeah um Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling in Crazy Stupid Love and yes. she's like shocked she's like did they Photoshop you or something right it's very similar sentiment to that yeah. it's like you're it, it's impossible that you're a real human because you're so much like a Ken doll right um I really respect how kind they're being me too 
And well, I believe also, it too. Neither really seems like a good faker. While also being really interesting. While also talking about it at great length. Totally. And giving us a lot of quotes. Jenny Slate, um, some other interesting facts about her from the Vulture article. Yes. Moved into a two-bedroom apartment that she's renting. Yes. Really interesting. Could certainly have gone for more than that, but I just feel like she's trying to like pare back her life right now. She figures out what to do. Yeah, don't you think it's just kind of like this a is stop she over? says it's the first place she's ever really lived on her own as an adult, right? Right. Yeah. And yeah. she's like thirty five. Right. So, you know, you want to take some time to figure things out. She calls it quite memorably a mouse house. Sure. Which is cutesy but also so specific to be endearing. The thing that I'm I've learned about myself and about Jenny Slate is that I I like her stand up, but I don't like Jenny Slate in her stand up. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I would really like her as a human if I knew her. Like she just seems like interesting and thoughtful. I agree. I think I I think this article, I think every every way that she's carried herself both before and after this breakup is endearing and demonstrates like thought and kindness and wanting also, to be interesting. What a great publicist she has. Yeah, that's true. Great work. Though, uh, I, I wonder, actually, what the publicist thought reading this article. Mm, they're, like, too much? I don't know. She's just, she's just a sharer. I just think comedians are real sharers. So are comedians themselves. But women, like, being vulnerable that way in a magazine just comes off differently than a, ma- a man doing it. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I do think that it's kind of... They might have liked the emphasis to be a little bit more about the film Gifted. Right. Like, for example, I've read a lot about Jenny Slate and have zero information on the film Gifted. Exactly. What is this no, again? Nor do I want exactly. to have I, I just had to recap the plot <laughs> of Gifted to you. So. I know. Um, speaking of Gifted, so they walked the red carpet yesterday. They are posing together for many pictures. And there's, I really recommend, I'm I'm on a No They Didn't, my favorite mm. source for celebrity gossip, but you can Me look too. through them. There is a fairly awkward photograph of Chris Evans uh, shaking Jenny Slate's hand. Mm. Uh, like, I, I mean, I have to assume that there were, you know, kind of not more intimate, but kind of less awkward greetings than this. But the, it looks really, uh, they're trying so hard. I feel for them. I do too. I bet they're also still, like, really sexually attracted to each other. It hasn't been that long. Yeah, come on. But they've decided to, like, move on. So they're probably, like, having a hard time just being like, no, let's not do this. But, yeah. I mean, it's just awkward. I wish them the best. I do, too. I like them both a lot. Do you think that they'll get together for a bit again? No. Back together? You think no. it's over? Yeah, I do. Can't you see, though, they're thrown together. they got to promote this movie. It's probably they're... happening right now. I mean, I like, I, I could see it going on for another, like, a two-month renaissance. And then... Like, just for the length of the press junket? Well, I don't think this movie's going to have a two-month-long <laughs> press But they'll definitely junket. have to go to other countries. Yeah, I think it'll probably be a couple weeks, but it's just, they are both speaking with such affection for the other, and they're so young, and like I said, it was like a new experience for each of them. You could see it. In some ways, it, I bet she, I, I actually don't know, but like if I had read, if I'm him, I read what she said, and vice versa. Yeah. I would think it would, it would make me like less attracted to the other person because I'm just like, oh, so that's what you really think. Like it's just sort of like there's less mystery now that they're like evaluating each other so publicly. Yeah, but it's hard to parse when you're not as involved as they are. Sure, sure. Yeah. It's it's pretty crazy. I'm I'm happy for them. Also, I just I really enjoyed getting the details on what happened with her divorce, which is they just sort of like grew apart, but they're still friends. That happens. Sounds like she's a great she's great at breakups. Look at all these people she's still getting along with. Oh yeah, because in the article it says that he'd come back to. They're still working on like a Marcel the Shell right, sequel. and he was visiting in the visiting the new apartment. Yeah, like that's impressive. It is. You know, at some point, are you? At some point, I've become a little wary of people that are too close with all their exes. Mm, like keeping tabs? 
One. No, not even keeping tabs, but you got to take some emotional distance. Sure. How are you going to move on if this person is still just like rolling up to your house and like complimenting your cushions? I Listen, <laughs> I listen. Jenny Slate is great. She should do whatever I want. And this is a place where I don't have all the information. But in general, I, like people who are friends with every single ex that they have. Mm hmm. I do like the thinking emoji face. Sure. It's one of the greatest emojis out yeah. there. Yeah. Speaking of confessional um, celebrity profiles, yes. first of all, I just feel like that's in right now. I just feel like confessionalism is like the route that yeah. that is most popular. This is not on our, our prepared rundown, but did you happen to read the Jezebel Q&A with um, Anne Hathaway? I did. Um, quite confessional, mostly from the writer's side, yes. but in general, very interesting window into Anne Hathaway. I, she's thinking a lot about it. It made, I'm a half ahead. Just, I know you are. I like her. I'm I'm really looking forward to Colossal and like I don't like going to the movies. So there you have it. Oh yeah, do you want to go? Can I go with you? Sure. Okay, great. Uh jam session date. Great. Um I have enjoyed Hathaway's performances. I uh feel bad about the internet pile up on her. It mm. was really like Anne Hathaway's kind of Oscar moment coincided when the internet with the moment that the internet decided it needed think pieces. Right. And so then there were suddenly like four thousand pieces about whether Anne Hathaway is likable just because that was right. that was the new mode. We were jumping on that. Uh that's unfair and she doesn't deserve it. She's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. You know how I feel about theater kids. Sure. She's a real she's very yeah. theatery. I feel like Mom Hathaway is great though. She seemed a lot chiller and like a lot more self aware. Yeah. And I don't know. I just I it basically in this article, which is on Jezebel, you can go back and find it. It's just basically like she says she kind of had to like quit Jezebel because they were mean about her. I, but in a very charming way. Yeah. In like a sort of like a self aware way. And she also is just sort of like very she's just extremely self-aware in this interview she's like i might be courting criticism but and then she still says what she wants basically it just was it's just fascinating like if you're her people are not going to see your movie because you did an interview with jezebel so it's sort of like i don't know why she like what's the the incentive is for her but um i was just fascinated that she even did it yeah i thought even beyond self-aware i thought it was very thoughtful yeah and she was kind of engaging with some subjects that honestly no one should ever have to engage with like why do why all these do people hate you yeah why do all these strangers on the internet like write headlines about me for clickbait purposes like that's you know as we sure. tell our as we tell our writers ignore don't read the comments but she reminded me of um of anna from notting hill in that interview yeah but i just thought you know i read it and i was like you have clearly done a lot of emotional work here yeah. which you know shout out to your therapist i was just like wow i reckon i have in from my own life recognized some of the therapy speak here but yeah. in a good way and it made me feel for her which i which i did already but um i kind of i was like therapy at work this is great yeah. you know like you can totally you can work through something and be okay and i admire her for that and i do think that it takes like a certain amount of bravery to engage in that conversation yeah absolutely um it's just weird that like um yesterday i was googling 2007 ben affleck it's just weird yes. <laughs> which is weird to think about like sort of like as um people who consume celebrity gossip mm -hmm. at like an uh, uh, alarming rate one yeah. might say like it's weird like going through the cycle with a celebrity and i think that's kind of new to this moment just because of the way like celebrity culture is a little bit different obviously than pre-internet and like they're like the opportunities for reinvention are a lot a lot easier but also like probably require like more of like a emotional work yeah it's also true that you know we are peers more or less of Anne Hathaway not yeah. she, I'm certainly not Anne Hathaway's peer she is has an Oscar and a lot more money than I do but uh in the sense of 
we have kind of grown up alongside sure. her. Princess Diaries. Yeah. So you, to be able to kind of understand that whole arc is kind of, it, it, in that way, is new for us. Yeah, for sure. And we'll keep happening. We're going to talk more about celebrities, but first, let's tell you about our sponsors. Hey guys, big news. Major League Baseball is finally back. Yes! As the new season gets underway, the Ringer Podcast Network has baseball fans covered with a Ringer MLB show playing exclusively on the TuneIn app for the month of April. On top of that, the Ringer Podcast Network has partnered with TuneIn to give baseball fans a free 60-day trial of TuneIn Premium to listen to every live home call from every MLB game around the league. Catch the Ringer MLB show only on TuneIn during April and with your premium subscription, listen to live MLB games on TuneIn. Just go to TuneIn.com slash Ringer and subscribe. Download the TuneIn app and start listening today. TuneIn, your everything audio app and the home for the Ringer MLB show for the month of April. And we'd also like to thank the AV Club. Listen to this. Have you ever been on a website and thought, this seems good, but what if it were a TV show instead? Totally. You're in luck. Since 1993, the AV Club has produced some of the best pop culture writing on the web. And now, after 20 years of talking about TV, things are coming full circle for the folks at the AV Club. They're getting their own TV show. Hosted by longtime AV Club editor John Teddy, the AV Club show is a weekly deep dive that invites everyone, fanatics and casual observers alike, to look closer and laugh more at every corner of pop culture, from TV to movies to music to games and beyond. So get your snack of choice and turn on Fusion TV to catch the AV Club, hosted by John Teddy, Thursdays at 9 Eastern. And be sure to visit fusion.net slash where to watch for details. And now it's time to DTR. Okay, we're back. We're going to hit our segments. First, very important DTR to do. There's a new portmanteau on the streets. Some may call them A-Lo. Some may call them J-Rod. I prefer J-Rod, but it's Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez. You had to think about what A-Lo was because it's so unnatural. It's terrible. It's not a real name. J-Rod, however, is great. It could be the name of one person. They just seem great together. Um, Amanda. Yes. What is a realer relationship? J-Lo and Drake or J-Lo and A-Rod? I mean, listen, two dates at Morea means means true love. It means, means dollar bills. Yeah, I have seen those checks. No, I haven't because I can't afford it. But <laughs> uh, I, I have seen a menu and I'm aware of the prices next to the items. So this is definitely more real. I, but that's only comparative. Okay? Only comparative. Okay. What, like... On the scale of um, like freshman year hookup to fiftieth celebrating your fiftieth anniversary, where do you put these two? Um, I mean, it's definitely closer to freshman year hookup. Listen, I, there's it, it's been so fast. It's so fast. It's so fast. A lot of nice clothes. I feel like they really dress up for each other. This is what I'm going to say. The thing that complicates it is to the extent to which they are coordinating their outfits. Right. And they're being photographed. Right. Well, they're clearly preparing for the photographs by coordinating their outfits. Like, right. there is no way. There's a photograph of uh, J-Lo in the, in the red outfit, and he's... Yes. In a lovely suit. It's a gray suit. It, it, there's no way that this wasn't staged within an inch of its life. One thing I really like about them as a couple is they kind of like provide scale for the other. Like I finally understand like just how much like Alex Rodriguez is not like a hulking athlete, mm-hmm. but I'm like, oh yeah, he's he's a big guy, professional mm-hmm. athlete. That yeah. A Rod. And then on the other hand, J Lo is like has more curves than many other female celebrities. But I'm like, wow, she's tiny, small woman. Yeah, she's tiny. And she I really, looks great. I really appreciate it. Um, she does look great. She's 
aging wonderfully. I mean, here's the thing. They look fantastic. They look posed beyond all belief. But quite frankly, they could they have a career in creative directing from here on out because the photos are immaculate. Sure. They really, they are selling a product and they are selling it well. I It's maybe like A-Rod, who's like just been a villain for so long in, in baseball circles. Yeah, well, he's sort of... I can't believe that I'm pretending to know anything about <laughs> baseball right now, but I do know about his off... Mm-hmm. What would you say? Off field? Off field, off yes. Off field life. Uh, and it seems like he's really kind of done a 180 yeah. in the past year. People like him on TV, I too. Would, Good yes. commentator. I even heard him during the World Series, and yes. I was like, oh, this is not so bad. I would also refer you to his uh, Architectural Digest spread, right. which is extraordinary. Yeah, he's really hitting all the top notes in terms of like upper echelon celebrity culture. Exactly. I like it. I don't know. I'm just into it. I, I always wanted to like him because when he was a young Mariner and Derek Jeter was a young Yankee, they were both shortstops who were like really good friends. Mm-hmm. And then they had a falling out and Derek Jeter's master at PR and he was sort of like the winner of that one. But I've always wanted to like A-Rod. So I'm just really happy he's giving me a relationship to latch on to. Is Derek Jeter the one who had the baskets that he gave yes. to? Okay. Yes. So in the end, he's not a master of PR because I know that fact. Um, For some reason, Derek Jeter is like known as being a womanizer who has sex with women and sends them on their way with like literally a gift basket out the door <laughs> and for some reason he's still beloved do we know what's in the gift basket um there's like a whole reddit thread about it i'm not completely i've always though. imagined keel's products for some reason that'd be great it's I literally would. the only thing i know about Derek jeter and also he dated minka kelly for a while minka right? kelly for quite a yeah. while mariah carey for a spell a very oh, short spell but that right. was a, f- a high high profile one right and now he's um a father to be with hannah davis congrats to him but like for some reason like he's just like a, a disgusting man and for some reason, he's just got a great, a great reputation. Maybe they were very nice. Kids he went on a season, maybe <laughs> he went on a season long goodbye tour, and like everyone's like, yeah, I know. But didn't Arod do that too? Um, Doesn't everyone do that? It yeah, seems but like Jeter's was was sponsored by Nike and Michael Jordan and Jordan Brand, so it was just oh. a lot more um, okay. conspicuous. Okay, yeah, they all do it. But like Jeter's was like. There was a lot of commercials. It involved other athletes, like Carmelo Anthony was in the mix. There's all these respect hats with a two instead of an S. They were nice, but like, come on. Anyway, back to J-Lo and A-Rod. How long do you give them? I'm going to go with another six weeks. How about you? I was going to say two months, okay. which is like not that far. Yeah, it's about the same range. I mean, after yeah. all, the Backstreet Boys are currently at Planet Hollywood, but when they're out, J-Lo's back in, so she's got to be back on the West Coast soon. I mean, couldn't it, he can't travel? Well, I think he's um, got some broadcasting responsibilities. Okay. It's baseball season, Amanda. Right. But Opening he, week. He's based in New York. I think so, yes. Is, isn't that, like, bias? Um, you mean, haven't you heard about the East Coast media bias? I mean, yes, but that's what I'm like. <laughs> here I am. <laughs> Asking the questions. Um, yeah. They, I, I don't know. I just don't think they have a long future, but that's okay. I don't know. I'm liking this, this era of J-Lo. Um, I don't think we've discussed the Drake song that samples J-Lo, which is sort of an addendum to this conversation. I enjoyed it. If I had your love, or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, yeah, th- that was interesting to me. So that's I, sort of like the receipts on their entanglement, I guess. Right. I, the receipts are rather the explanation. Sure. Like I, I assumed that you know. Listen, I'd like to believe that they had sex. Why shouldn't they? Um, when two attractive people with no other responsibilities or entanglements mm-hmm. decide to do that, like kudos to them. Sure. But it does kind of. It was rumored that they were working together on a song, and this kind of explains it. My question to you is, yes. do you think that how much do you think he paid for the sample? Oh, my God. I can't even. So no discounts? No. Good. I agree, and respect to J-Lo for that. No. Definitely not a discount for some 30-year-old okay. creep. 
Okay, come on. <laughs> I love Drake, but like if you're J Lo, gotta take care of those twins. I agree. I agree. Only I, I've heard that Jay Z has like a friends and family discount for like studio time with him. Okay, but I think only like three people count as that, and like probably now too. I bet Kanye is out. Okay, so anyway, um, let's move on to our final segment, which is yes. one thing you just can't stop thinking about. Yes. Would you like me to share mine first? I would love that. Ed Sheeran on his press tour, okay. as as discussed. <laughs> I was disgusted. He, he let he let it he let it slip that Taylor Swift's got an album coming at the end of the year. Yeah. And then I saw like a fake article today that was like, Taylor Swift's music may be coming sooner than people think. Yeah. Um so I just was wondering if you think that Taylor Swift has um like keyed Ed Sheeran's car yet, or like what has she done to like for payback for letting for letting people know that she's got a new record coming soon? Well, do we believe that she has a new record coming soon? Yes, I do. When do you think it's coming? Um, like in December. That's like what Ed, yeah, Sh- Ed okay. Sheeran said. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yes. But that's not soon. Sure. I feel like and nine I, months away. But that means probably first first single, September, October. Yeah. I think she's very definitely waiting out this Grammy cycle is kind of mm. what I was, uh, you know, because she wants to set, Good the, note. set the bar Good instead note. of follow up. Right. Because she's savvy like that. And also because she really, we have not heard from her. No. Since the tapes. No, and, and, also, the, and the breakup, I guess the breakup, the not the non-voting but voting. Oh yeah, Instagram that was a bad one. Yeah, but not since the no- oh god in the March. Yeah, when she didn't, when she was just like, I love causes. She's yeah. a, she's a brand ambassador now, so she performed at the Super Bowl. So people, she was like out and about, but that was like an untelevised event. Right, didn't go to the Grammys, didn't see her dancing in the crowd. Right. Um, for her, it has been a quiet period. It's been quiet, and also when she has been public, it has been disastrous. So, who, who do you think will get the headline? Taylor and Winter, Rolling Stone, back to that well. Probably Taylor. Hmm. Taylor comes out of hibernation. Vogue. No, I feel like even Vogue has been mean to her at this point. New York Times Mag. I bet it would be Rolling Stone. Um, Look for it in uh, October, November. Yeah. So I just feel like she must be pissed. I think she's probably more pissed that. I doubt it's the specific album. He's just been out here being Mr. Attention Hog for, like, it's endless now. I can't believe it. I I couldn't go more than, I couldn't, like, at literally every shop I entered was playing an Ed Sheeran song. Literally every song on the radio right now is playing a, every radio station. I just want to say I've had, so I've been really into the radio lately. I don't know. Um, Welcome to my world. Yeah. That song is on. Shape of You. Yeah. Yeah. On constantly. It's honestly, he's a good songwriter. It he's really, a great songwriter. I hate admitting it. I admitted this to you, and I in private, and I want to say it publicly. He's a good songwriter. He is very it's good. Frustrating. His songs are all um, like generic love songs. I think he just writes them, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Well, I'll sing this, or someone else will." Yeah. Like he talks about how he, he wrote "Shape of You" for, as he says, Rihanna. Yeah. As she says as well, Rihanna. <laughs> um, anyway, I think Taylor Swift was probably just more annoyed that she created this monster, and now mm-hmm. he's out here sucking up all her space. And saying things that are not particularly flattering at a time when she could really use the power of positive association. Totally. He, um, I watched his interview on The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very interesting. It was very. It was kind of fascinating that The Breakfast Club has become like a must for the the hot like the A list press tour. And it's just such a Charlemagne, the God, and yeah. Ed Sheeran are not likely bedfellows, but hey, they were taking shots together, so. I mean, he'll just, I mean, he'll also, Ed Sheeran will do anything at this point. Sure. He has really been 
promoting it. Here's one thing that I have been thinking about. Okay. I don't like how he incorporates math and science into his work. Mm, like divide, multiply. Yeah, and then plus. also what's the line in shape of you? Like the magnitude something? I guess it's just math. Magnitude of your body? Yeah, that's disgusting. That's so gross. That's like your body is a wonderland level gross. I actually think it's um, in some ways worse because like I can imagine John Mayer like singing that to a woman and like crooning or whatever but like Ed Sheeran I just feel like wrote like writes his songs in the lab and he's just like yes I will sing this. Someone will sing this, so whatever. I, I guess that's really mostly just math. It's less just it's just more disingenuous to me. But <sighs> hey, that's pop music writ, written by someone, sung by someone, who knows? Yeah. All about the tunes. Are you up on Julia Michaels? Completely unrelated. Is this person who now listens to the radio, Juliet? Yes, I am. Issues is my song of 2017 it's so far. Very catchy. It's, it's very good. I turned it off the first ten times and then I was like lost or something and too distracted. And uh, it's really warmed its way in. It's really good. Ch- shout out to Julia Michaels. The song is. I mean, it's, Check it out. it's another thing where it just it sounds like a reference track that yeah. you know. Well, she um, so she's a songwriter as well. Yes. She used to write for Haley Steinfeld, Demi right. Lovato, all the gals. I mean, you can hear Selena. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, side note, mm-hmm. then we'll get to your one thing. Um, I heard on the radio this morning from mm-hmm. my friend Carson Daly yes. on Amp ninety seven one. Yes, that. Um, a Selena Gomez Instagram, like the marketing power, is mm-hmm. it's worth like if you're like an agency trying to like buy a Instagram from Selena Gomez, right? Guess how much it, it should cost you the value of her of her brand. This is unfair because I saw the Kim stat. Oh, one million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was related to that. Yeah. So seven hundred fifty thousand. She's number two. Selena Gomez is so much more popular than I realized. Like she's not much to me. I I like her. She's great carpool karaoke. But I didn't know she was, like, a, a brand driver. Yeah, Disney, most yes. followed star on Instagram. I know, I know, it's wild. Yeah. I, I like her. I went to a Selena Gomez Soul Cycle class. Uh, inadvertently, I just chose for the teacher, <laughs> not for the music. Okay, here one thing. Uh, we're swinging the pendulum here a little, but Great. I, I forgot to think of a one thing, and then this was honestly the first thing that came to mind. Um, Going to our old friend Vanity Fair. Yes. Did you happen to read the article about Nantalise? No. In Vanity Fair? I didn't. Tell me everything. Wow. Okay. I'm going to give the short version because really this is just a recommendation. And obviously this is a very specific recommendation if you like reading about like rich literary people sure. in New York City. Which then I, this is fascinating. It's exactly what I would like to be. Yeah. Sure. And if you don't, then, you know, move along. Uh, so Nantalise. Mm-hmm. Wife of Gay Talese, and also like an extre- but more importantly, I'm sorry that I just did that. Nan Talese, the famous book editor, yes, who also happens to be married to Gay Talese. Uh, They're a power couple. They are a power couple. They're kind of like the er power couple of media. I guess so. The, and so. The interesting thing about them is that there has been a ton of writing about their marriage mm. because Gay Talese also famously wrote. Thy Neighbor's Wife, Mm -hmm. which is about him. uh, It's about kind of the sexual revolution in the. But it's really about him swinging. Yeah, experiencing uh, relations with a lot of people who are not sure his wife, and so they obviously became a subject of fascination. There's a very good New York Magazine article from three or four years ago. I never read that. That um, talks about their marriage from his perspective a little more, and this is about this is about Nan and Nan. Uh, participated and he participated their children participated oh really authors participated yeah they have everything and it's fascinating it's mostly fascinating because his quotes are uh, not great really yeah I mean he's a little loose uh, Mm. and 
they clearly have a very special alchemy that none of us will ever understand. But when you try to parse the alchemy, he just seems like a asshole. And then she's just kind of like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm I'm happy. The interesting thing about it is that it does not, even though she participates and everyone in her life participates, is it does not totally crack the mystery of Nantalise. What do you do when you're like, I'm participating? Do you send an email to your friends and family? Be like, okay, you can respond to this. Like, like how does it, how does that message get disseminated? I mean, I guess so. It, it depends. Through a raven? Does that, or someone like go and knock on all the doors? Like, yes, you can respond. I think it's probably just an email or a text message. <laughs> it's probably a publicist is involved. Okay, fair, fair, fair. <clears throat> I gotta check this out. I yeah, guess. it was. It was surprisingly juicy. Okay. And there was sort of the thing where I, I still don't totally feel like I... She's still a bit of a mystery, but in, in the good way mm-hmm. of just kind of like, this is a person who figured out what she wanted in life and uh, used some unusual methods to get it. Was there any um, spreads of their home? Uh, well, she's photographed lounging on their couch with two dogs that sort of look, I, I don't know, can you tell what these are? They're terriers of some sort? Don't care about dogs, don't know. Uh, and A lot of she's books. In all, yeah, a ton of books behind her and some roses, and she's in all black and black belly flats and then just like a giant strand of pearls oh my, living well, her best life. I love that. Yeah. Love pearls. Um, yeah. Okay, last item on this podcast, and then yes. we're going to go. What is your favorite part of Laura Dern's home as seen in Architectural Digest? Oh man, the uh, the bathtub is phenomenal. They really spend a lot of time in the bathroom, and I, and it's really open to nature. One of my great pleasures in life is a bathroom with a large window, like oh, a yeah. bathroom with like natural light. Yeah. And I aspire one day to like because I love an outdoor shower. Me too, love it. And I just like I that sense of you are doing something intensely private, but you you know. You're in such command of the world that you can be out out in nature doing it is uh, really thrilling for mm. me. So it was very beautiful, the bathroom. Bathroom was very nice. Yeah. I concur. Um, I liked her stone courtyard. It's a bold choice in California to not go with grass. It was actually not that bold. It's the environmental choice. But there's like a right. courtyard in her home that's like kind of like gravelly or whatever. Right. It's a really nice outdoor space. She has great taste. She, it was very nice. Also, I was just really happy that um, her ex, Ben Harper, was mentioned, because that's one of my favorite relationships. Don't really care if they broke up or whatever, mm-hmm. but just the fact that they were ever together just really made me happy. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was, like, early 2000s? Mm-hmm. She converted to Judaism for him, so I can never forget about it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Jam Session. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back in two weeks, and thank you to our sponsors. Thank you.